episode of EngVault, a podcast about Waterloo engineering students who are trying to make the most of their university experience. I'm Delaney. And I'm Ellen. Delaney, do you know what time it is? Uh, 11.21. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's summertime. It's a vacation. Mate, the time is literally on the laptop right there. Either your watch battery is dead, or you're trying to set up a poorly timed clock joke. Well, thank you for stealing my punchline. I was trying to set up a well-timed segue into today's topic, time management. Well, I guess the segue was better than eating a clock. Get it? It was less time consuming. Ha ha ha. Okay, we really need to work on our intros and make them sound not scripted. <laughs> Definitely. But back to today's topic, time management. Yeah, I feel like time management is a big thing for student leaders and just every, or not just student leaders, all students. In university, time management is the biggest thing. And I think that that's one of the skills that carries forward the most when you enter the workplace. Time management isn't just a university skill, it's a life skill, but being a student leader definitely forces you to manage your time better so that you can actually make it to all of the things you're involved in. Yeah. No, definitely. And it's it's one of those things, I think it's even more, like your life is so crazy in university with classes already, especially in engineering, oh, yeah. that like time management outside of that will feel like a breeze. Like I feel like I've talked to people I've worked with in the past who are like, yeah, like when I was in university, like you're doing all these hard assignments, you've got like classes all day and then all this work and all these things. And then you get to work and someone's like, hey, can you like do this thing for me? And you're like, yeah, and you do it in like an hour. And people are like, how did you get that done? And you're like, well, because I used to have to do 30% assignments in (laughs) one night because I didn't have time to do anything else. Like, of course I can get this done so quickly. So it's just carving. Speed, I am speed. (laughs) But it's something that like, if you don't learn to do correctly, time management, like, it, it can really hurt you, like really hurt you. Oh yeah. So when people ask you how you manage your time, mm-hmm. how do you respond to that? Uh, I think I instinctively say Google Calendar. <laughs> because I do use Google Calendar. Like I put, I have all my classes in there, I have all my meetings in there, and then I have all my like deliverables. So when you like look at your week, you can see what's coming up. But in terms of actually using that, I use that more of like an awareness tool to figure out where like what I need to do that week because as like a visual it's really easy to see like when you're busy and when you're not but I don't ever use it to like time block or be like I'm going to go work on that thing here and it's only going to take me that long like I don't do that at all so I feel like it's like my instinct of like google calendar but in reality it's not really how I manage my time I guess for me, I use my notebook. I have like a notebook and then I like write down all my to-dos for either like the day. It's usually like a couple days because it will like start as a day, but then a lot of the things will like transfer over. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to think within that, if I prioritize them, I think I prioritize them in my head, but it's more like there's things I have to get done. And then there's things that like I should get done. And sometimes they don't get done. <laughs> Just but, yeah, but like I have, what's my, what's ongoing? We're going to figure out what's ongoing on my list today. Oh, no, it is so cute. Thank you. I know this is an audio platform, but Ellen has a really aesthetically pleasing notebook. Thank you. It's a brand new one too, because the one I've been using for the last while, I just finished. And there's a, so I'm, we're going to, on a tangent for a little bit. It's a fun notebook because before my first co-op term, 
two of my really good friends, Emma and Victoria, gave me like a little like going away like gift Aww. box and like everything in there. It had like a sticky note on it that was like, this is for this thing. So I don't remember. They're all like really punny and it was really cute, but they gave me a notebook and wrote a cute message in the front. So that's the one that actually I was trying to save that notebook because I have this thing with new notebooks where I'm like, it's so pretty. I need to put important things in that notebook. So I didn't use it for the first like two years I had it. I was like, I'm saving this for something really fun and used a different notebook. But when I ran into that notebook, I was like, I use notebooks like every day. So I will use it like it is worthy. And then I finished the last page the other day and I was like, oh. So now this is my new notebook, but let me see. Okay, amazing. Cause this is definitely like, I, oh, I should have brought my old notebook and cause you can flip through it and you can see everything. Like I just like write thoughts in there, but I mainly do my to-do list. So like sometimes I split it up by class. I usually have like, so this was a couple days ago. I have side 584, side 522, Jenny 415, music 246, FYDP. And then under those headers is like the things I need to do. And then I usually have now, I'm not doing a ton of EngSoc right now, but usually I have like an EngSoc one, a life one, and life is things like working out or laundry goes under life, things like that. But on this one though, I just have others and it's things like emails. I have way too many unread emails right now. Oh, I had to split why something with my roommates clean the bathroom, podcast music, podcast graphics. Ooh, come um, soon. So that's on there. But then yesterday I just did one big long list. I didn't split it up and I got like, oh, I can cross that off. Yes. But that one was more like in order slash of my day or what was my priority. So like my priority yesterday was my bio assignment, but I also had to email our capstone advisor, do some other stuff. So I feel like I like prioritize in my head and based on when the soonest due date is, is kind of how I manage my time. Which is uh, interesting, but definitely nice. the notebook. I, I put everything in the notebook. I really like that. I just started using a notebook this term, mostly because I was sitting at home over Christmas and I got in a YouTube rabbit hole because how to set up a bullet journal tutorial popped up on my YouTube. And I don't spend a lot of time watching YouTube, but I opened the app and there it is, just how to set up a bullet journal and I'm like, I have a spare 10 minutes to watch that right now. So I did, and I thought it was really aesthetic and I was looking for a different way to keep track of my tasks because before I was using Trello and I really like Trello, but I found that I would just put everything that I ever had to do ever in Trello. Mm. And it was easy to prioritize in Trello because I would just move my tasks to the top of the sliding board, but it got really, really daunting to open up my Trello and just have one giant list. Whereas a notebook, I can split it up a little bit more by day. So I'm playing around with this. I guess we'll cycle back to see if I keep with it. I'm definitely learning there's some things I like about it, some things I don't like about it. But for me, I will put my tasks somewhere separate from where I manage my time. Okay. I also live by my Google Calendar back in 3A. <laughs> Well, this is embarrassing. Back in 3A, I had my life scheduled down to the minute to the point where I remember I was crossing the train tracks from like E5 over to this side of Ring Road and I ran into a friend and we were just chatting and then all of a sudden the like beeper thing dials on the train changed color and I was like, no, it's about to ding and I bolted and I was like, if I don't make this across this track, I will be late for the next like two things I have. 
And they were just like, okay, bye, Delaney. And as I like bolted away from them. So I felt really, really bad. I had to like send them a follow up text after being like, I'm so sorry I bolted on you. I just didn't want to be late. And they were like, it's okay. We were having a conversation about how you schedule your life to the minute. And you just proved yourself. And I was like, oh, that's slightly embarrassing. But what I found works for me is having all of my due dates, all of my deliverables in my Google Calendar, like you have. Mm -hmm. And I'll just put those in as tasks so that as I approach, I can click them when they're done. So I don't just see a remaining deadline floating. Oh, It's really fun. It's harder to split up by subject that way, but I then switch to the next week and I'm like, okay, these are the buttons I need to press before I reach this day. Can you put tasks on a day in Google Calendar? Yeah, and at a time. It's amazing. I just put all of mine as all day events so that they like pop up at the top. And I put them in like, one term they were like an obnoxious like neon color and then this (laughs) term they're yellow. I don't know why yellow this term, but they're like really bright so I see them. That's But they're all day events so they're definitely there. Mine are currently just navy and the only thing it means for me is I have to scroll to the next week scroll through what's going on mm-hmm. i have added something new just to keep track of my overall deadlines like i have that on the side so that i remind myself every week but you said you didn't time block i i do can i ask you about that of course so do you time block like within your google can actually can you just like walk me through your process okay. of when you have all your tasks laid out and things you have to do how you time block sounds good so I time block best during exam season and during midterms because for me that is the easiest time in the semester to just be like these are the only things I have to do Mm -hmm. and like you can fit in any other involvement things into that calendar and just like this is what I need to get done each day in order to make sure that I'm prepared for my test whenever the test is. Mm -hmm. So I start out with all of the times that I can't change so that's appointments, that's involvement meetings, that's whatever else I might have in the week if I have like a call with someone, something like that. Then I break my day into chunks. So I usually do morning, afternoon, evening, and I can sometimes split my evening into two chunks as pre-dinner, post-dinner. So if I have 9 to 11.30, 12.30 to 2.30, 2.30 to 5, and then after dinner. Sometimes they're two hour chunks, sometimes they're three hour chunks. This is just how I chunk during midterm season. But once I have my daily chunk set up and the chunks will alternate if I have other meetings and stuff, then I fill in what I'm gonna do in each chunk. And for midterms, I just put in the subject because it's just a straight study block and then go from there. So that, I don't know, I feel like I'm going into my midterm studying because that's the easiest like time blocking to explain. It's just like, all right, I have two and a half hours that I'm gonna sit down and study this subject. Am I gonna sit down for two and a half hours? No, I hate sitting down for that long. (laughs) Me sit down for two hours straight and not move? I don't think so. Because that was gonna be my next question. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was gonna be my next question, was like, do you actually stick to what you blocked that time for? Midterms, yes. Other times, I'll get into it in a second. Okay. Less so. So when I block that two and a half hours, that is just my time to work on it. So I can get up and take a break in the middle of that two and a half hours. But once I reach the end of that two and a half hours, sorry Delaney, 
all of your time to spend on that thing, this morning is over. And once it's over, you can't go back. Once it's over, you just have to accept that it is over and whatever you got done during that period of time is what you got done during that period of time. During midterm studying, it's easier to cut off because you have to move on and study for the next thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is also like very specifically for me in like hell week, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> we'll unpack that later. <laughs> yeah, so that's time walking there, just accepting that it's over. I find that I can productively sit for an hour and a half. Okay. After an hour and a half, it's like, no bueno. So I stand up, do jumpy jacks, walk around, try to avoid picking up my phone. If I pick up my phone during the two and a half hour period, it's like dangerous. So I know that after, because my phone's like one of my biggest distractions. So I just wait until after the two and a half hours, then I can take a real break. And I usually schedule a break between each time walk, whether it's over the lunch hour that I'm taking a meal or whether it's just half an hour of me doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Love to see it. Reset my brain before I dive back in. So that's midterms. I feel like I'm very passionate about time blocking because it took me a while to figure out what worked for me. And I messed up a lot of time blocks before I found an interval of time that worked. Because mm-hmm. I tried three hours and I was just like, I'm not getting things done. And then I tried one hour and I'm like, I can't finish a question in one hour. Right. So I found that two and a half hours was pretty good. Three hours, I'll do sometimes as long as I let myself take a break in the middle, but two and a half hours works for me. During a normal term, I don't time block every day. I only time block when I have a lot of things to do and a limited amount to do them. So I time block when I'm stressed. (laughs) Like if I am feeling stressed, you will see blocks in my calendar. I have a separate Google Calendar like heading that's just for time blocking. It's a nice relaxing color, reduce the stress, and I'll just throw it in when I know I have a lot to get done. And what I do for those is I schedule them around whatever else is in my calendar. So again, just choosing an interval that I think will be suitable for the amount of time that's needed, and then go from there. So yeah, around meals, around life things, around meetings, around things I want to do in my day. But sometimes I don't finish everything I need to do in that time block. And it's really, really tempting to go past that time block. And when I do, it shoots myself in the foot because then I don't finish the next thing and then just messes up my week. So what I've started to do is I set a time block of how long I have to do something. If I'm like five minutes away from finishing the task, then yeah, I'm going to go take that five extra minutes so I don't have to circle back. If I know it's going to take longer, I'm like, rip, (laughs) that sucks, stop, move on to what I have to do next. And I've just left time at my end of the day that's not scheduled. And that's where I circle back to the things that I didn't get done. But (laughs) that's dangerous because that's the time, usually a couple hours before bed. So I think that one of the weaknesses of the way that I structure my time is that when I mess up, what suffers? Me. Me, when I mess up my own time, I suffer because I get less sleep. So I think that in, in reality, the thing I've struggled most about time management is stopping to take care of physical necessities like mm-hmm. sleeping. Yeah. That is so <laughs> sad to admit that. But like no one schedules their lives perfectly. No. And I think also that's a... It's funny because you answered so many of the questions I had in there. So I was like, this is perfect. I don't even have to an- ask them. Like, Aww. you really, you talked about the weaknesses. You talked about, like, free time. Anyways, 
It's a struggle. It's a it struggle. is a struggle. But I think it's one of the things when you think about time management, you think about all the tasks you have in the day. Like either mm-hmm. when you're in school, you think about all the schoolwork you have or the meetings you have to go to yes. or at work, like what deliverables you have. But I think an important part of time management that isn't talked about a lot is like the life side of time management yeah. and taking time or making time to sleep, to work out, to eat healthily, which usually involves cooking, which means you have to set aside time to cook. And like one of the questions on our our list today was like on a scale of zero to 12, how would you rate your time management? Half past 10. (laughs) (laughs) Get it? It's a clock. But like, I think for me, it fluctuates. Like I've had terms where I was, it was, I want to say my time management was pretty terrible. Like it may have not looked terrible because I was getting everything done. Right. But I was dropping the ball on cooking and working out and sleeping. Like I want to say to be especially, which was. That's the hardest, hardest. The hardest side term. And also my busiest term in terms of involvement was yeah. my first NSOC president term, and that was a lot. But I definitely like there were so many nights where I was up until like two or three a.m. getting work done or answering emails or just doing things so that like it was done before the next day because I had to get these things done. And it was things like that I felt were accountable to other people, mm-hmm. like emails and stuff. It got to the point where people on my team were like, Ellen, you're sending us emails at like 2.30 a.m. Like, you have to stop. So I started schedule sending my emails so they would send at <laughs> 8 a.m. so I could still work at 2.30 a.m. without getting called out. But then that backfires, right? Because then you're exhausted the entire yeah. term. You still have to get up for class the next day. And you're like, I don't want to sleep in because I have things I have to do. And I didn't, I don't think I like, worked out at all that term. I think I played intramurals, but that was it. And then I bought so much food from the C and D, and like just ate out. And like, you gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. But at the same time, the terms where you like actually like make time for me to work out, like I have to either spend time outside or work out to keep my life. Like I have to get my heart rate up to keep my brain like in online. And also for your own mental well being. Yeah. Was to be a sustainable term for you? Oh, absolutely not. I finished that term and I like had a moment where I was like, oh my goodness, I think this is the first time I've like slept or not had something to think about in like four months. Like, I don't think I could have sustained that for any longer than I did. But it's weird because if you, is if you like schedule time for all these other things or these are all the tasks you have to do, if you don't make time for the like eating, sleeping, working out tasks, then the other tasks are going to suffer. You're not going to be able to get them done. Like, or I just will not get them done to yeah. the standard that I want to. So that term was particularly terrible, but I think I've learned from that term and like made good changes in terms of like how to prioritize things. Actually, I think the biggest learnings in time management for me are prioritizing and learning to say no. Ooh, that's a really good one. Yeah, and I think that's a underrated time management skill is the learning to say no or the learning to delegate or ask for help especially as a very involved person even just in school like every student is so busy but there are other people who can help you with things like if you don't understand a concept like ask your friend for help or like if I don't know I worked on a team of people for NSOC like there's a point where I was like this is important but I don't have the capacity to do this can someone else take this on and other people who had the capacity were like yes 
Which was um, so nice. Mm-hmm. When you ask for help and people are like, yes, I'll help you. And you're like, was that easy? All I yeah. had to do was ask? Yeah. And what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. Learning to delegate and learning to ask for help, two very underrated, important skills. And then also learning to say no. When people are like, hey, can you do this thing? The best time management skill you can ever learn is saying no. Being like, no, I don't have time for that. Or no, I can't prioritize that. And it's a really hard one because you feel like you're going to let people down or you feel like it's important, but sometimes you just can't. So I feel like those are a lot of the skills that I had to learn in terms of time management. And they're hard because they're not like something you can put on paper and show people like a Google Mm -hmm. calendar and stuff like that. But they're the most valuable long term ones. Yes. The first couple times that I said no, I felt so bad. So bad. I felt like I was letting people down. I felt like I wasn't doing my job well. And then when I took a step back to reflect on it, me saying no to someone else about something that, quite frankly, I didn't have the time to do and didn't want to do mm-hmm. meant that I had time to focus on the things that I needed to get done and also do a better job at my thing. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I found that I just had more capacity when I wasn't being bogged down with what other people thought was important. Mm -hmm. I will listen to you and hear all the things that you have to say that are important. And if you think that I need to be doing something that I'm not, tell me and we can have a conversation about that. Yeah. But if me saying yes to something is going to hurt everything else I have to do, my answer is going to be no. And you are going to need to find someone else to help you on that thing. Yeah. I also think this is a big conversation of quality versus quantity in your time management. Yeah. If I have too many things on my plate, a bunch of them are going to be half-assed. Sorry, but I'm not going to be able to give everyone 100% of my effort if I'm split in too many directions and don't have the time to dedicate to the thing I care about the most. And it sucks because I found for me when I was managing my time, the things I cared about were the things that I sort of cut. Yeah, the things that I would cut were things that I cared about. Like the first things that I cut, unfortunately, was time with friends. So when I was really, really busy, if I didn't have time to hang out with someone, I was like, I'm so sorry, but I physically do not have time to hang out with you and do all the things I need to do. I started getting smarter and scheduling time with friends in my calendar. Send me an invite, otherwise it does not exist in my life. Yeah. (laughs) But it, it took me a while to figure that out. And I think for me, you were talking about time to exercise and time to be outside. Yeah, I also need time to be outside and time to just talk to people I also need time for breakfast if I miss breakfast not functional (laughs) if I it doesn't have to be a sit down breakfast I'm totally fine with the grab and go get out the door Mm -hmm. but making time for food otherwise my energy levels decrease drastically oh and carrots I feel like carrots and breakfast got me through a lot of days. <laughs> the amount of times <laughs> I met up with Delaney or run into her and she pulls out a bag of carrots. And just like, do you want a carrot? <laughs> or I think the best is you've definitely pulled them out from your leather jacket pockets. Oh yeah. The leather jackets have these huge pockets and you just pulled a carrot and I love it. I, I will take a spontaneous carrot. I loved carrots. And I oh. wouldn't just pull out bags of baby carrots. No, that no, was no, like... It's like the whole the whole carrot. Like the big ones. Like the bag of big carrots. I washed them. <laughs> it was just uh, easier to carry the bag in my backpack. 
man. It's funny because listening to his talk, I'm like talking about how important working out is and getting exercise, and I've been pretty bad at doing that this term. But I also am worse in the winter. <laughs> it's but, hard because it's cold outside. Yeah. I, I will say something I've noticed about this term compared to last term for me. And last term, I was on a work term. Mm-hmm. But I think that I had better time management on my work term than I do during the school term, which is funny because I have more to do at school objectively than I did at work. And that's not saying that work wasn't busy. It was just, I had a job. Yes, I had subtasks within that job, but everything fed back into the same category of work. Whereas on a school term, each different subject all feeds into a category of school, but I can't just treat school like school otherwise one subject is going to be completely lost so i have to sort of break things down by each subject a bit more Mm -hmm. i also miss routine routine for me is huge for time management and i think i have better routines on work terms because i have a consistent time to wake up and i have consistency in what i'm able to schedule throughout my week i'm like oh this day after work i'm gonna go rock climbing this day before work i'm gonna go to the gym yeah what do you think was better for you? Time management on a work term or a school term? Work term. Work term? Yeah, and I think it's similar. There's the whole routine thing. Like, you have to be at work at the same time every day. Or I want to be at work at the same time every day. Like, you have like similar eating times. You have tasks. I think also work, like, you're accountable to someone else. Like, you're being paid to do this work. If, like, it falls through, like, it's not just you that's affected. One, like, I am being paid to do this thing, so I'm going to make sure it gets done, but also you're on a team and what you do is, like, affecting other people, where I find for school, yes, you have group projects and you have to be accountable to those people, but if it's an individual task, the only, if something falls through, it's just on you. Like, if I get a bad grade, yeah, it's not kind of not great, but, like, at least I didn't let someone else down. At least I didn't let someone else down. But I also think it's also easier to work in some of those other things on a work term. Because it's like chunks of your day. You have before work, during work, after work. You have this time here and this time here. You have these tasks that are due. It's just like easier. And I think you're right with the like one focus. You can focus easier because everything's connected. I would say though, I think I'm better at managing my time to a certain extent when I have a lot more to do. Like, I think I found the last couple school terms actually probably, I don't want to say harder to manage my time, just different because I have less. Because I purposely chosen to take lighter courses and I have taken a step back from a lot of the extracurriculars I was doing to give myself more time to see friends and just go out and enjoy fourth year. But it's weird because previously I'd be like, I actually only have an hour to do this assignment. I have to do this assignment in this hour. And if I don't get it done, either it's not going to be done well, like I'm going to submit what I have or like, so you for like, I think when I have a deadline and I'm stressed, I'm better at getting stuff done. So I think I was like, oh, I have this hour to do this because it's due tomorrow. And I have this other thing that has to get done as well. So I have to do it where now I'm like, ah, this assignment is due in a week and I have like four hours I could work on it tomorrow and five hours I could work on it the next day. I could carve out some time there too. And then you leave, like, either I'll sit... Oh, procrastination. Procrastination, the bane of all existence. But it's not like productive procrastination. I'm, I'm great at productive procrastination, like cleaning my room, cleaning the kitchen, doing laundry, Going on walks, I think walks are productive, they're they're not, but that kind of stuff, I'm really good at doing, but it's still procrastination. But I'm also 
will just sit in front of my laptop and stare at the assignment and then sit there for two hours and like kind of think and then like go on my phone and then like kind of think and then like go get distracted by something and then kind of think and that is not productive at all and then you've spent and then you still leave it to the last day before you do it but yeah. you've spent like an hour here and an hour there and an hour there like and leading up to that doing nothing and you could have been like I could have been seeing friends or I could have been like watching that show I wanted to watch I don't know so I don't I'm not good at that so I'm actually I think I'm better when I'm busier because I have more things to do and like will not take the time to not do them if that makes sense it's really interesting the way you worded everything there it sounds like when you are busy you're mentally time blocking tasks I think I am you may not do it in a google calendar like I sort of have to but it's the same concept. Yeah, I think I like wake up in the morning and I think about all the things I have to do and in my head I'll go, I'm gonna work on that there and I'm gonna do that there and I'm gonna do that there, but I'm not like rigid about it. Which is maybe where the, the shortcomings of that is, is I'm not rigid and I'm like, okay, well if I don't actually do this thing here or if someone like pops into my room and is like, hey, do you wanna go do this thing? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go do that thing. <laughs> I think that flexibility within time management is so important. Yeah. Like when I talk about my 3A term, that was the term I scheduled down to the minute. Mm-hmm. If someone threw me a curveball, it was really, really hard to catch it. Right. Really, really hard to catch it. So I think building flexibility into time management is something that I've been learning over the past couple of years. And it's made it a lot easier to say yes to the random fun things. Yeah. And it's just so nice to have a built-in buffer. But mm-hmm. the built-in buffer means all right, you are busy, say no to that thing, leave your buffer because you know it's gonna be filled by something, like don't drop the ball. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's like a goal or an outcome of what everything we've talked about. I think that what I see as sort of the outcome of this conversation is that although we both have slightly different approaches to time management, our involvement has taught us a ton about time management and what works for us. Mm-hmm. I think everyone has a slightly different approach to managing their time and you find the strategies that help you manage your time better. There is no one strategy to manage your time. I think when people say like, oh yeah, just use this time management strategy. All right, that is a time management strategy that will work for someone or a set of people, but it's just a tool to help you get the things you need to get done done Mm -hmm. and balance your life a bit. Yeah. I think for me, time management is a lot more about balance than management. Yes. So for the past couple years, throughout our involvement journey, our involvement journey, I have learned a ton, have gotten a lot better at managing my time, and have also made a ton of mistakes with my time management that have allowed me to be better and have allowed me to streamline my days in such a way that I can get the things done that I need to get done and have time for joy. I like joy. I also <laughs> like joy. I enjoy leisure time to just vibe. Same. So, yeah. Maybe as a closing or as our last conversation, what leisure activity are you looking forward to this week? That's a really good question. Honestly, Euchre Night. True. Yeah, Ellen and I play Euchre with our buddies. It's really good. (laughs) She'll vibes good times with the buddies. I think for me that 
is what I'm looking forward to the most because it's leisure time with friends. Ooh, I also like Euchre Night. <laughs> that will be fun. I do a lot of like spontaneous games and Euchre games with my roommates and people who live in our building. So those will be fun. Supposedly the province opens again this week, which means like bars may open again this week. So I think I'm excited to inevitably on Friday or Saturday night go out to the bar with friends. So that is going to be the leisure thing that I am very excited for this week. Yay, Ontario! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> ah, so that's exciting. But with that, thank you for listening to this episode of Engevolved, and we hope you have a great week. Catch you on the flip side. The song used in this podcast is Sparks by Shale. You can download this song and listen to more of their music on SoundCloud. It's a vacation. It's not. It's not also winter. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even reading me.